0: up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. go ahead and get into it. We start in Starkville, Mississippi as Mississippi State takes on the LSU Tigers, the 14th ranked Bayou Bengals, a noon kickoff on ESPN to get the SEC season off and running. And guys, this is a really exciting matchup. You know, I, I called this upset over the summer. I had Mississippi State taking down LSU. Now, admittedly, I thought this would be more of a trap game for the LSU Tigers because I had LSU winning their season opener against Florida State. You know, what's fascinating about Mississippi State in this one, you know, you go from the air raid to what they're doing now offensively, guys, Mississippi State ranks outside of the top 100 in passing attempts through two games. That is a mind-boggling stat when you think about the fact that State had led all of college football in passing attempts with the Air Raid and the late Great Pirate over the past three years. LSU coming in this one, guys, I think it's a desperate bunch. They are walking a tightrope, of course, in this football game. They cannot afford another slip-up if they are going to have an opportunity to make the college football playoff later in this season. Starkville, guys, a weird place to play. We've already locked in Mississippi State plus 10, and again, you guys will know my prediction On tomorrow's show, every single Friday, of course, we lock in all of these SEC picks and all these SEC predictions. That being said, though, I'm expecting a really fun game. I'm excited for this one. Mississippi State with Will Rogers. You know, LSU, obviously, their secondary is the deficiency. Do they air it out more? Do we see Will Rogers go down the field? Do we see uh, Kevin Barbe try to expose the deficiency that is the LSU secondary? And on the LSU side, they are the more talented team in this football game. There is no question. But you look at this series, and it has been a, a really, really weird series over the years, right? The results show that on the field, and I know that LSU's won six the last nine, but a lot of those have been really, really close. You can always count on this game. Th- this this LSU-Mississippi State game, to tie this back to the Gamecock side of things, this series kind of reminds me of what South Carolina-Georgia was back in the 2000s, where it's it feels like it's always kind of a slugfest, defensively dominated, um, you know, hard-nosed, hard-hitting type of ball game. I would expect more of the same in this one. Like I mentioned, guys, LSU, a 10-point favorite on the road. And I'm curious to what Mississippi State dials up in this. And also, I think it helps state – they just saw Arizona – And their offensive attack last week, I know LSU is much better, but it's a very similar style to what Arizona and their starting quarterback wanted to do and what they did as to what Jaden Daniels and that LSU offense will do in this ballgame. So I think it's a a game LSU has to win. All the pressure is on LSU to win. But don't be surprised if some weird things don't happen in Stark Vegas on Saturday. We move to Como, Mizzou, taking on the 15th-ranked Kansas State Wildcats on the SEC network. You know, Kansas State, a high-quality team, they've looked kind of ho-hum okay their first two outings. Just beat a pretty solid Troy team last week. My attention, though, guys, in this one is on Missouri. Hey, Missouri, what are you really?
1: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: And I have a really, really hard time, number one, figuring out Mizzou under Eli Drinkwitz. Because just when you think Mizzou is going to take a step forward, they're going to break out, they're going to emerge as maybe the second or even the third best team in the SEC East, they fall flat on their face. And there's not a more disgruntled fan base of a 2-0 team right now than that of the Missouri Tigers. And it makes sense, right? When you beat Middle Tennessee State by a score of 23-19, to your offense has been stagnant. Is Brady Cook the answer? Is he not? Will Brady Cook on Saturday? Missouri's defense is going to give them a chance in every single football game, guys. It's up to Eli Drinkwitz to solve the offensive side of things. If he can do that, Mizzou might win eight or nine games this year if he can't it's going to be the typical song and dance of six and six. And if Mizzou, you know, I said about Texas A&M last week, right? I think for A&M to pop off and have the big season, we're all expecting they've got to beat Miami, and they didn't. I look at Mizzou, this is a very similar type of game as that Miami game was for Texas A&M. In my mind, if Mizzou, let's say, is going to get to eight and four, if they're going to pop off and get to nine and three, let's say, even, they got to have this one. Because, guys, you look at how the schedule sets up. You look at how the schedule sets up for Mizzou. I believe they get another non-conference game next week. Then they have Vandy. Then they have LSU in a couple of weeks. Like they could realistically be five and zero oh going into hosting the LSU Tigers in Columbia, Missouri, which has been a weird place for LSU to go to, and some strange things have happened. So this is a huge game. This is a tipping point. Kansas State, are what a four or four and a half point favorite. But it's really, really hard to trust Mizzou in a spot like this based off just what they've done in the past. We'll see if they can start to earn some goodwill from folks starting this Saturday. Of course, guys, we're breaking down South Carolina and Georgia all week long. We move to Alabama with probably the weirdest road game that you will ever see. Bama travels to South Florida. Yes, you heard that correctly. Bama's going on the road to take on South Florida a 3:30 kickoff on ABC and poor South Florida. I mean they they really drew the short straw in this one after Bama's loss to Texas, Alabama of course going to be wanting to take out their frustration on somebody else. But for Alabama, Man, it's about getting to what Alabama football is all about, which is winning in the trenches, winning with the big uglies, right? Winning up front. Everybody wants to blame Jalen Milrow. And I I don't necessarily think Milrow is the guy, but they have so many other problems than Jalen Milrow, right? If everything else was clicking, if the offensive line, the defensive line, if those things were clicking, then – I don't think we're talking as much about Jalen Milrow. I mean, Bama's won before. and They've won national titles. They've won at a high level without above-average quarterback play. They've done it a lot, actually. So, we're putting all this pressure on Jalen Milrow, but he can't make up for every single deficiency on the football field. I think Alabama's going to be fine, guys. I, I just, you know, I say the same thing I said uh, about LSU, I'll say it about Bama. Texas is a really, really good team. Let's tip the cap to Texas, right? Let's not just say that oh, Alabama that the, the their season's over, they're no good. And you know, we'll see. I had Bama going nine and three. I still think it could happen, but I don't think all of a sudden Alabama is just going to go six and six. They lost all their talent. Like I, I think you're going to see them bounce back, bounce back in a big way. I think they'll be much sharper. I think that the play they'll play at a much higher level. And uh, I think they're going to take out a lot of frustration on South Florida in this football game. But, uh, But a really, really, you know, what is the what is the mood to of Alabama? That's a big question for me. What's the mood of Alabama in this football game? Right. Because it'd be very easy for a team to hang their heads and say, you know what? Woe is me. We lost the biggest game of the year. Who cares about playing South Florida? Like this is dumb. This You know to get down and out and dejected and not put their best foot forward. I think that's probably the greatest challenge for Nick Saban going in this football game. Texas A&M, to speaking of a team that needs to bounce back, A&M taking on UL Monroe, 4 o'clock kick on SEC Network defensively. We just need to see A&M make strides defensively. I mean, that, that, that's it, guys. The offense, which is crazy, we thought that was going to be the problem. I think Connor Wegman and company, Evan Stewart, Anaya Smith on the outside, I think they're going to be fine. I think, again, guys, you see the Bobby Petrino effect and the way it's clicking. They've got to get back to being dominant defensively, right? This is going to be a game where Texas A&M will come in, licking their wounds, and certainly the Aggies will have the advantage. I think they're a 30-plus point favorite in this football game. But getting back to dominating defensively and ironing those things out, because A&M, same thing, their season's not over. They haven't lost an SEC game yet, but – they got to bounce back in a big, big way from that Miami loss. And and maybe Miami will turn out to be just that good, but you better hope that's the case because if not, things get ugly down the road for Jimbo and and Bobby Petrino and the rest of that crew. So bouncing back defensively, a convincing win. uh, But unfortunately for A&M fans, I don't know if there's enough that Texas A&M could do to, you know, cure the wounds or or, or get rid of the scars if you'll of that loss to Miami. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends, Over at Twisted Tea, are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment Or go to gametime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Guys, we move to arguably the game of the weekend as the Tennessee Volunteers travel to the swamp to take on the Florida Gators, seven o'clock kick. On ESPN, and guys, I cannot wait to watch this football game. All of the chatter going into this ball game has been about Tennessee's struggles in the swamp. They've won there twice the last 51 years. They haven't won there since 2003. The fact of the matter is this, guys. While those stats, those stats what they serve as, guys, they're really, really fun for you and I and others to talk about going into this game. When toe meets leather on Saturday night, that stat means nothing. It means nothing for those coaches, for those players, and for what's going to unfold on Saturday night. With that being said, the Swamp will be a raucous environment. I think you're going to see a desperate Florida team because this is a game for Florida. You know, I'm still – I'm still – Curious about Florida in the sense that, you know, we have all proclaimed Florida to be dead in the water. They're going to be terrible. You know, I've got people that want to rank them 14th below Vandy in the SEC power rankings. Heck, if we could rank them 15th, I think some folks think they deserve to be there. But all we've seen of Florida is this, guys. We've seen Florida go on the road to Utah and lose to a Utah Utes team that I think probably half of the SEC would have also lost to. Maybe it would have been a a different fashion. Maybe the offense would have been more productive, but over half of the SEC teams would have lost to Utah. Then we saw the Gators bounce back and beat McNeese. So we don't really know a lot about the Florida team at this point. We we don't really know what Florida is. We assume they're not going to be very good, and we assume that you know, if Tennessee executes and Joe Milton plays at a high level and that defense continues what they've done to this point, that you know, Tennessee will have no problem covering the six six and a half and breaking the hex, that is their troubles in the swamp, if you will. But this game serves for Billy Napier in Florida as a really turn the tide, flip-the-script type of ball game. You know, if Florida's gonna get to that seven and five mark, that eight and four mark, if they're gonna surprise people in the SEC. It could start in a big, big way on Saturday night. Do not be surprised if weird things don't happen in this football game. You get Montrell Johnson, Trevor Etienne, that run game going. You know, we liked what we saw from Florida's defense in the first game. Could they give Joe Milton some problems? And this is the game we're going to find out about Joe Milton, guys. When you go on record like Joe Milton did and said, hey, I don't lose in the state of Florida. I don't lose in Florida, right? Okay, You better live up to that promise because Tennessee fans will let you hear it if you don't. This is a massive, massive ball game. And for the first time in a while, guys, it feels like Tennessee, Florida, it's got that juice again. You know what I mean? It's got that that flavor again. And I, I cannot wait to see how this plays out because on paper, I'm sitting here telling myself, okay, Tennessee should roll. But a night game in the swamp against a desperate bunch of Gators... You never know, so it's going to be fascinating. I think we're going to learn a lot about both of these sides on Saturday night. Auburn taking on Sanford, seven o'clock SEC Network Plus. Uh, Auburn looking to build off that big win over Cal. They sit two and zero. It's really about just getting the offense going. You know, getting Peyton Thorne some confidence, getting him, uh, getting him rolling, if you will. I mean, they need a big offensive showing in this football game. If not. There could be a quarterback controversy on the Plains with Robbie Ashford and what he may be able to do in the offense. So, uh, you know, for Albert again, it's all about the offense, making it click, smoothing some things out. It was abysmal up at Cal. Good news is, though, they won the football game. But you got to use this non-conference opportunity against uh, Sanford, excuse me, to get this thing rolling and figure out some things offensively. Uh, we move to Vanderbilt taking on – UNLV. This is a 7 o'clock kick on CBS Sports Network. This game is in UNLV. So, Vandy going on the road in this one, guys. We've already locked it in. Vandy minus four. Uh, You know, for Vanderbilt, guys, if they're going to get to that four-win total, over three and a got to win this football game. they got to take care of UNLV. Going to need a big game from A.J. Swan. You know, I love his weapons on the outside with Shepard and McGowan. Uh, Does the offensive line hold up? Can the secondary hold up? I think Clark Lee needs this one, man. Because, you know, we spent all offseason talking about, you know, how how great of a story Vandy was and how can you not love Clark Lee and how can you not love the job he's doing in Nashville. But I think to continue that positive momentum and to keep this thing moving forward the way that it needs to go, you need to win this football game. I, th- this would be an abysmal loss, right? You know, losing to Wake Forest, there's no shame in it, right? It was disappointing, but there's no shame in it. But you can't let Wake Forest beat you twice. And you cannot let that thing snowball. And if you lose to UNLV, all of a sudden, Vandy's back to being the Vandy that we all know. So, Vandy get UNLV, a game under the radar this weekend, but a big one for the Commodores. We move to Oxford, Mississippi, the 17th-ranked Ole Miss Rebels, hosting the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets on SEC Network. And, guys, you know, normally – this would not be all that big of a game, right? Like, I mean, what do you really gain out of Ole Miss beating Georgia Tech? But for the sake of the SEC, guys, after the way the SEC has started out this season, this conference desperately needs this win over Georgia Tech. And you see the fits that the ACC has given the SEC. North Carolina beating South Carolina. Florida State beating LSU. Miami beating Texas A&M. All of a sudden, guys, if Ole Miss has some off night and Georgia Tech gets the dub, man. I I mean, the SEC is still the best conference. Don't get me wrong, but it's just going to be ugly. I mean, it's just going to be ugly, bottom line. So Ole Miss with Jackson Dart. They got to get things going up front of the offensive line. Quinshot, Junkins struggling to run the football, and I'm worried about that offensive push. Uh, if you're not able to run the football against Tulane, how are you going to do it in the SEC? But, you know, this is a game that old Miss, we expect them to win. They should win. But do not have an off night because the last thing the SEC can afford is another ugly showing against an ACC opponent. And I think Georgia Tech's actually a little bit better than people want to give them credit for going into this football game. But a big one on or excuse me, in Oxford, a big one at Vaught-Hemingway. And this is one that, you know, Ole Miss, all of a sudden, guys, they got Alabama looming, right, next weekend. Take on the Crimson Tide. You cannot get caught looking ahead in this football game. Uh, Arkansas, another big one. Taking on BYU, a 7.30 kickoff on ESPN2. Here's a fun fact for you guys, something I didn't realize till this morning. You guys might remember Slovis, the, the quarterback from Pittsburgh. He is now BYU's starting quarterback. So it's a period of transition for BYU, but that's, that's a big time name for them, right? BYU going to come in. This is Arkansas's first real test. They do not have Rocket Sanders in this football game. KJ Jefferson, Jefferson is playing as well as any quarterback in the country. Um, This is a big one for Arkansas, man. This is a really, really big one for Arkansas. Big one for Sam Pittman, right? Because, you know, Arkansas is 2-0, but they've sort of They've sort of slept, walked their way through it. I mean, they've taken on, they've played nobody, right? Kent State, uh, and then I think Western Carolina, it was in week one. So, first real test for the Hogs. How do they fare without Rocket Sanders? Does somebody else step up in that running game? Can K.J. Jefferson totally shoulder the load? How does the Dan Enos offense, right? How does it fare in a game against a team with a pulse? Uh, really excited to watch this football game, guys. We're going to learn a lot about Arkansas, and it's all on K.J. Jefferson, right? Putting the pressure on him, and. This is a game Sam Pittman needs, man. I mean, again, going into year four of the Pittman era, you know, they need to see. I, I think Pittman probably needs to win eight games or more to keep that fan base happy. You get to seven, it's dice. You get to less than seven, and all of a sudden, who knows, right? So to get to that seven or more win mark, I think Arkansas needs to take down BYU. going to be a fun one um, in hog country for sure. And finally, the Kentucky Wildcats taking on Akron, the Zips, on ESPNU, a 7.30 kickoff in Lexington. Dude, for Kentucky, it's just about looking the part, right? It's about looking the part. I I get the whole thing with, you know, they're not good against lesser competition, the spread against FCS teams. But, like, if you're Kentucky and and you're going to challenge, and you know, it's, it's, again, God bless the person who made Kentucky's schedule. Because Kentucky, after Akron, they get Vandy next weekend. Then they get Florida the following weekend. Like, there's a chance, guys. Kentucky's 5-0, and and they've beaten nobody that's really all that good. I mean, it's absolutely crazy how their schedule plays out. Again, for Kentucky, it's about Devin Leary building off of what he found in that game last weekend against Eastern Kentucky. Started slow, but ended up having four touchdown passes. Physicality up front. Ray Davis in the running game. Physicality on the defensive side as well. And, And just... Looking the part. If there's a theme for this game for Kentucky, it's look the part. So many folks picked you to be the second best team in the SEC east or third best team or be an eight or nine win team. It's time now in week three to look the part. It, it, it's time to look like the Kentucky team that caught all this hype and added all these players in the portal and and, you know, live up to those preseason expectations. And preseason hype. So, guys, a packed week three slate in the SEC. And as conference play begins, we begin to learn more and more about these teams and how this season will unfold as we navigate into conference play.